Welcome back to another episode of Politically Blonde. My subject for this month's podcast is not something you've likely heard about because it has not been splashed all over the news like other topics. I will be discussing free lunch programs that low-income families receive through school, which increased due to COVID-19, and the consequences of ending the expansion of these programs in the future. Before I discuss free lunch programs implemented through schools, I would like to briefly share statistics on the issue of juvenile hunger in America. In 2019, over one in seven children were food insecure, or 10.7 million children who did not have enough to eat. The percentage of food insecure children increased dramatically among minority groups, with nearly one in four black children and one in five Hispanic children facing food insecurity, compared to one in nine white children. Luckily, programs have been implemented to help counteract food insecurity in schools by providing free lunches and sometimes free breakfasts as well. Pre-pandemic, most students attended school in person, so they all needed to eat lunch at school. During this time, free lunch programs were need-based, meaning that a small group of students would receive free or reduced price lunches based off their economic status. This program began when the National School Lunch Act of 1946 was passed, which established a voluntary program which would provide any school that opted in with federal cash that they would use to serve free or reduced-priced lunch to those in need. Prior to the pandemic, families with incomes at or below 130% of the poverty level, $33,475 for a family of four during the 2019-2020 to year, would receive free lunch, while those slightly above this would receive lunch at a discounted price. While this was intended to be an effective solution to juvenile food insecurity, lunch debt has actually risen in recent years from $2,000 in 2016 to $3,400 in 2019. It seemed as if the clear solution to this issue was one that had been argued for decades, universal free school meals. Shockingly, a global pandemic helped temporarily achieve this goal. As I'm sure all of you know too well, in March 2020, the world shut down and school went virtual, meaning all students were not physically at school to receive their free lunches. This raised many questions about how free lunches would be handled to ensure that all children would be fed nourishing food every day. To quickly address this problem, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, or USDA, dropped many strict rules and regulations regarding school lunches allowing for far greater flexibility in order for programs to adapt to the pandemic. Many different federal policies were enacted to help put food on the table for many families with children. For example, the Families First Coronavirus Response Act of March 2020 enabled the option for states to issue monthly emergency supplementary benefits and also created the Pandemic EBT Program, Electronic Benefit Transfer, which allowed states to provide free meal alternatives to families whose children had previously received free lunch at school, with free meals credited onto EBT cards for redemption. Schools created grab-and-go meals and were able to provide a week's worth of food at a time. Another drastic change that was extended into the 2021-22 to school year was that schools are currently able to serve meals to all students regardless of income levels, meaning that universal free school meals was finally achieved temporarily. This allowed for more children to receive nutritious meals and removed the paperwork required for prior programs and the stigma associated with receiving free lunches. Unfortunately, this is not going to be the case for much longer.
when the USDA dropped many rules and regulations, they issued waivers which allowed for free lunches to be given out to all students. These waivers had continued to be renewed, extending these programs into the current school year. However, these programs will come to a drastic halt on June 30th, 2022, when the most recent waiver expires, meaning that beginning next fall, schools will go back to providing few students with free lunches, a few more with discounted prices, and the rest paying full price. Two states, California and Maine, will diverge from this trend and continue to provide universal free meals after the waiver expires due to state legislation to continue these important programs. Universal free lunch is incredibly beneficial as it ensures children are receiving nutritious food despite their economic status. Research shows that making school meals free for everyone improves attendance and boosts diet quality. Lack of nutritious and healthy food is linked to low birth weight and birth defects, physical and mental health problems, oral health problems, and poor educational outcomes. So how could our own representatives oppose renewing these waivers for all children? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell opposed renewing the waiver, claiming the $11 billion price tag was not feasible. Yet, at the end of 2021, Congress passed the largest defense spending bill in history, allocating $768 billion annually. This bill allocates more money to defense than in the Korean and Vietnam Wars. How can Republicans justify allocating $768 billion toward defense, yet cannot stomach $11 billion to ensure all students eat nutritious meals at school? Are our representatives really working for their constituents? Are they too far disconnected to understand the true scope of juvenile hunger? How can they choose to put millions of the most vulnerable in our country in jeopardy of food insecurity? Hopefully, we can see success in California and Maine this coming fall, ideally persuading politicians who seem to have forgotten the value of representing the people that food is not a luxury but a necessity, just like healthcare. But that's a whole different discussion. I believe that we can come together and advocate for universal free lunches. Wealthy politicians should not be causing children to go hungry. If we come together and fight for what we believe in, hopefully we can remind the senators and representatives what their true jobs are. To protect the people, all the people, not just the ones with deep pockets who pay for their re-election campaigns. In order to protect and represent us, they need to ensure all have adequate access to food. And in order to head in this direction, we need to re renew the waiver. Extending universal free school lunches, or better yet, a law should be passed providing free school lunches to all students always. Just like textbooks and school supplies and buses, children need access to nutritious food to succeed in school and life. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Politically Blonde. I will include a link to the Children's Defense Fund where you can find more information about food insecurity in children and donate or take action on this important cause. Make sure to check out my website, politicallyblonde.net, and follow my Instagram at Politically Blonde Podcast. Come back next month where we will discuss another important political or social justice issue.